0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join Join the
1: evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session, and Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio after a rather busy week for... One of us, um, so it's good to have you here, man. I know you were running around all week. Uh, how you doing?
0: Uh, good, good. You know,
1: hanging in there. While while this is going on, uh, things got really scary to me in in Russia, because Poland is sending their well. The whole situation is fucking crazy. Prigozhin is back in the public scene, but you he's know, he's not what, dead. He's not dead, as far as we know. Um,
0: I just think it was interesting that. You know the it was oh Putin killed Prigozhin. It's like I don't know, man. Like the whole you know Putin's a killer thing is all is what it is. You've got evidence and yeah. everything else. He ain't killing people like Prigozhin though. He's killing fucking oh, like just rich annoying people that he doesn't like. Like that's Or does Prigozhin have
1: security around him to the I point mean, where?
0: But I mean, Prigozhin is a killer. Oh yeah, right. Like, these are two really. Like, Bad na- dude. Putin tells people to kill for him, right? That's something insignificant. Boghossian is the killer. Often, probably the guy that Putin has sent to kill certain people. So, I just always thought the idea that Putin had Boghossian killed. I'm like, I oh, don't know, fam.
1: I mean, Luca P- Brasi got killed. I'm just saying.
0: Boghossian took his army and sliced through Putin's whole fucking army like a hot knife through butter. So you honestly think that
1: Putin is just going to be able to off this guy because his mystique is... Get the fuck out of here. The thing about him, though, is that... Um, who? Is that he is leading a group of people that appear to be loyal to him that I didn't know... And, you know, I'm sure we talked about this, but I didn't know that a lot of his troops were released Russian prisoners who are literally, go fight in Ukraine for six months and you get pardoned. Yeah. And... If I've had a choice of risking my life for six months or getting out of a fucking Russian prison, yeah. I'll take my chances on six months. And again, right? This is who Pergozian deals with
0: yeah. every day. Yes, yes. So again, I just thought the idea, and this is more just pushback on, you know, because there were a lot of people saying, oh, Putin had him killed. I'm like, okay,
1: right? Like, oh, we had this conversation. We, had, yeah. uh, we didn't have it on air, yeah. but we had a conversation at, at a local bar where right. I was like... Dude hasn't shown up in seven days, and you were doing the pump the brakes, and then cocksucker shows up two days later. I'm like, motherfucker! Right, but, like, but I mean, just like,
0: but do you understand my reasoning on why I, I did, thought it's so did. hard to believe? Like, I like look, you know, if you want to talk about Novaney or some of the other people that are out there, those are those are people who stood up to Putin, but they're not actual warriors and killers and people who study like murder survival. <laughs> survival and, they, well, and, right, and kill, survival right, right, right. Don't get killed. So I mean, I, I just I think it's it's. It's interesting to see and and I'll be honest I don't know what's happening there I don't I, I I've, there's so much information out there I don't know what's accurate inaccurate you know there's people out there saying that you know Russia is annihilating Ukraine and the war is almost over there's other people saying Ukraine uh, had this offensive thing but it, it, it didn't work out great but it's still working. Other people are saying that you know Ukraine is this far away from busting through and ta- I, Like, I don't know what's going over going on over there. I, as far as Prokhorov and Wagner Group go, I don't wait. Like, I don't think anybody knows where they stand, other than Prokhorov. Maybe uh, I know what he's saying, but even what he's saying, if you really pay attention to the at least the translation, it doesn't all track. So the question is, is it because the translation from Russian to English? Isn't great, or I I don't know, and so I'm just putting out this disclaimer there that you know my studying of of you know European war tactics, foreign policy, all that other stuff. I'm kind of this is above my pay grade, right? Like I, I'm tapped out. Like and historically, we haven't really seen anything like this, right? Like if you if you start to it's just like in recent history. Um, it's just a bizarre situation, so I can't even pretend to, to provide you al- analysis on how I think it's going. Because at this point,
1: I, I mean, how could you not be lost? I, you know, I'm, I'm actually really glad you said that, because every time I'm reading something, I'm thinking to myself, who's writing this, and what is their angle? Right. And and, it, who's and, writing and, it, what's their angle? Also, who's translating it? it right. I, I saw, actually, right after Prigozhin did his mini-coup, I saw an interview with him, and he's speaking in Russian, and I'm hearing words said to me, and I'm like, I have no fucking clue. He could be saying, Jim, when you make beef stroganoff tonight, do not <laughs> make put too, too much sour cream in your recipe, or it will be too fattening, and you'll continue to head to the wrong path health-wise. He could have been saying that. I don't know. <laughs>
0: that would be fantastic if he was.
1: <laughs> just No, it would be terrible because maybe Purgosian is listening to our show mm. and, no, listening to my house because I didn't even talk about the fact that I'm making struggling beef but, strong First of
0: all, I'd be fine because I haven't said a single bad thing about the guy.
1: So I just need to make that clear. I don't think clear. I have either. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, but in all seriousness, there's two really frightening things to me going on in Russia right now that we do know. One of them is... Poland is sending troops to the Belarusian border. And Russia has said hostilities from Poland towards Belarus will be treated as an attack on Russia, which would mean Russia and Poland, which would mean NATO and Poland. Right at the beginning of this, I remember telling you I would love to know what it felt like in the 1930s in Europe as the world war was starting to, you know, it's a, weird,
0: it's a weird request, but... No, anyway, but it was, it was I, like I get what you're I, saying historically. It scares the fuck out
1: of me because that could tr- be the trigger point. And in the 30s, probably no one thought, oh, we're not doing this shit again. And they did. I, I don't think anyone's under any illusion about the
0: possibility of a, a, a large regional war or world war. I don't think anyone... I, I think everyone is on the edge of their seat trying to figure out wh- what direction this is gonna go. Um, like, I don't think anyone's sweeping, I think there are people, I think there are people in the media that are trying to sweep it under the rug for one reason or another, but I don't think, I don't think there's any government. I think most people that are paying attention to this recognize the risk of one of these other, like a third party country, Poland, Belarus, someone making some sort of a misstep that's mistaken the wrong way by Russia. You, and once you pull NATO in, then it's a world war. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, 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 once you pull NATO in heavy and, and we get involved, right? Because it's not just NATO versus Russia at that point, right? Because then what happens is you've got North Korea, North Korea China, Iraq, all these other actors in yeah. the theater that feel they need to make a move for one reason or another. To take advantage of some perceived or actual weakness that gets exposed in the scrum and so it, it's I don't think anyone's under the illusion that the, I, I think this is different than that period of time because I do think that people got caught sleeping right for World War II, US being 100. the number one
1: yeah.
0: right I mean you know the Japanese come in and, and blow up Pearl Harbor and just like oh here we go now the other thing with that, though, is that, you know, Roosevelt had been working back channels the entire time, right, Sure. leading up to that point, because as much as we projected an isolationist position, yes. Um, yes. we recognized that there were, one, risks that we couldn't afford to not try to thwart, and there were also opportunities that we couldn't afford to not try to take advantage of. Um, and we were, I think, trying to play the game of stay out of it, but get, you know, oh, try to manipulate we're as absolutely. much as you can. Balance it. Uh, but then Japan comes over and says, fuck you, you're, you're either all the way in or we're going to destroy you. And so we said, oh, okay, well, that's cute. So we're going to go ahead and eradicate, you know, the third of your country and for a very long period of time.
1: And I mean, that's, well, it, right. But that's how it played out, right? The whole world tried to tiptoe around okay maybe we could appease this guy maybe we could yeah, do whatever Yeah but I think
0: there's no tiptoe I mean I think everybody is sitting there with fucking guns on you know guns on fire missiles ready to go you don't want that and I think you have people trying to figure out how do we people now I think are trying to avoid that world war 3 scenario which is why you haven't it, it's gone on as long as it's gone on with 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 minimal involvement from other people other than here's weapons to stop this Right. Um, I just I think this is a diff- this is a different moment. This isn't like World World War Two Two where people are under like delusions that this will work itself out. I don't think that's where we are. I think everyone knows exactly what this moment means, right? It, you know, choose your own adventure. We go one way, we're in a fucking world war that may tear the whole thing down. We go the other way, we may be able to salvage this thing, right? Or we still may be on a path to hell, but we may have bought ourselves some time. Like Those are the only two directions that this can go and I don't think there's a single head of state that isn't fully aware
1: of that. I, I, I'm sure at the head of state level you're correct. I'm thinking man on the street, I don't know that there's the awareness. In fact, I suspect I, well, there that, is but not.
0: Then who the fuck cares? At the end of the I day... Do. I, I do. Jim, because people, okay, let me explain this. Jim, are you going to fucking go get on a plane and go shoot someone over there? No if they come if here i mean if they come here right like are you realistically right man on the street doesn't fucking matter this this is this is why we elect people right this this is this is why we elect this is why we the, like this is there like if a world war breaks out right whether you thought it was coming or not whether you're like whether you like i'm fully prepared for it right i like i just i feel like something's going to break the wrong way nato's going to get involved and boom we're going to be in it Okay, right. so Steve's ready for it, right? See, Steve, are, he, are, are, are you, are you, are you, are you, you going to go over there? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like our thoughts, like we have our thoughts on this. But those who need to be prepared for it are the heads of state. And I think in World War II, there were literal heads of state that fell asleep at the wheel. Now, them being prepared for it does it change the outcome? Does it change the progression? Likely changes yeah. how things go, but it may, you may you may not have been able to stop World War II from happening. But who knows? Maybe you could have done something something, history plays out different i think if others were better prepared for what was coming down the pike now this time i think we are prepared for what's coming down the pike but the issue is I, i don't know if we have a clear picture of who's on whose side
1: right you're talking about in terms of like china and 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 i i think there's a lot more um ambiguity yes
0: then that, that's the thing that I think would catch the average person off the street is how some of these other countries start to, where they go, especially African countries, Middle Eastern countries, right? I mean, I think that most people, you know, don't put much thought into that, whatever, but then I, I, I just, my concern with BRICS, right? Um, you know, Brazil, Russia, Iran, China, Saudi Arabia, all that, like, I, I have concerns Like, and so who's loyal to those groups? And then what, what all does that mean? There's a position about currency. We know the U S is under crazy pressure due to debt and everything else. Like, is this an opportunity? Let's try to, you know, suck them into a war and then, you know, pull a clamps down on them and and, and bankrupt them. I I don't know. Like, I just think this situation is a lot messier than world war two, but it's not due to lack of awareness or preparedness. Um,
1: well, it is partially due to increased armament because yeah. everyone you're talking about has nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. and in World War II, one country had a nuclear weapon and they used it. Yeah, and uh, I forget who it was, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I have a South Park dolphin and whale a moment. But another thing that's going on in Ukraine right now is Russia had previously not attacked grain storage and or transport. Um, you know issues and now they are they're blowing up grain transport they're blowing up grain storage and that impacts the world's hunger situation and you want to really make the whole world go fucking crazy make people start starving on the streets not that we don't have poverty not that we don't have hunger but you know ukraine's impact on the world's grain supply is massive and it, it kind of got disrupted early in the war and then got stabilized because everyone involved said, okay, we can't have this, and now it's an issue again. And that scares the shit out of me, too. Yeah. I mean, that,
0: that, that, yes. Um, you know, there's no if ands, or buts about it. Um, there's not a whole lot else to say about it other than it's one more thing to watch. Um, not that people haven't been watching it, but right. now, you, now you have to pay even more attention to it and like, not only what's the impact on the hunger situation for the world because of the amount that they supply throughout the world, but then what does that do to market prices, and then what does that do to
1: other... Inflation. Right, and like everything
0: else, right? Everyone's complaining about inflation, and, you know, U.S. is, I think, at, like, 6.7% or something like that in terms of inflation. Um, and and so is this, you know, you thought you were going the right direction, but then if you've got, a, a, you know, a pressure... On a, a good like this, um, you know, a commodity like this, then then do you start to lose any sort of traction that you had, you know, with reversing inflation? Um, you know, uh, just a lot heavy implications on what's going on over there that that can't be lost. And like I said, it it just this is so layered and complex, um, and there's so many unknowns. Uh, I think anyone telling you anything definitively, I would highly question their their motives their their, you know because uh, if you can sit there and honestly say oh well I complete this I know then right. which no one should be able to right um, even even people that are directly involved because of the number of unknowns all we could do is look at you know history we can take the information that we know and try to apply it to this situation but I, I just think it's it's that unique where I think a lot of people are going to be proven wrong not because they were idiots but because I think anything could happen.
1: Yeah. It's a a very confusing time, but I I may be paranoid, whatever. Whenever I go into a grocery store and something is completely missing, I'm like, okay, is this because of whatever? So when I go and there's like no bread from this company or no whatever. (laughs) So I just
0: assume that it's because people are fat.
1: Like if I go for okay. something okay. and it's missing, you know, and, and right, like I, I, I'm just like, I, 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 you I,
0: fat motherfuckers. I, I was it's in the grocery probably store. not fair. and it It's no. probably more
1: closer to what you're saying, but but we just the think least, different. Yeah, in the we grocery we, we store. definitely do. I was in the grocery store the other day and the power went out. I'm uh, literally in the aisle, all of a sudden completely blacked out, and I was like, okay, is <laughs> it was 80 degrees sunny at two in the afternoon, oh. and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? People started panicking and. It just gave me a, a, bit of a chill. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, is is this... the two
0: the two p.m. grocery shopping crowd is is definitely not likely going to be the best crowd to deal with an emergency, right? That is correct. Given who is probably shopping at that point in time, that so, includes me. But fine, <laughs> right? Well, I'm just,
1: yeah. You know, Anyway, anyway, it was, it, but it was, it was a, it was a really eerie feeling because all of a sudden I'm like perfectly nice day, perfect whatever. I did a project in India years ago, and power outages were just a common thing. Mm. But in Fa- Fairview Park, your neighborhood, yeah, random power outages on a sunny day, not what you expect. Well, and, to be fair,
0: actually, our, our power grid sucks in Fairview Park. Like, our, right, well. like
1: we get random outages all the time. I
0: didn't think that they impacted the grocery store. But I mean, like I, literally, like my power and it'll just flicker,
1: right? Yeah, okay. Sometimes it'll right, like it'll go, it'll go in and out. You're like, in an affluent area.
0: I wouldn't call it affluent. I, yeah, it's, it's a it's, it's a middle upper middle class area, but you know, like the, it's not uncommon to come home and see you know have to reset the clock the on the stove and blinking, the microwave and, whatever, and yeah, it's like what you. the fuck happens here? Uh, um, so that so right. but now stronger connect, not quite connected, but that part of that like our shitty power grid. Like I'm seeing more and more like electric, like Teslas pop up, um, and there's two of those Ford Lightning trucks in our neighborhood. And my thing is, like, our power grid already sucks. If we get more and more people getting electric vehicles in our neighborhood, like, what is that going to do to our power grid? It's not. I, it, in my thought process, it's funny it's, to hear that from oh, me, hold you Shh, just, just, listen. Let me finish because I'm not. I don't. It's not political. Right? Like, people, like, I, it's so ridiculous how people make everything fucking political. I, like, my interest in EVs, honestly, has nothing to do with saving the planet. Right? Like, I, I'm not an environmentalist. I think that the world will be fine enough for us to live for plenty of long time. Ideally, we want to do something better. But I, I don't get into that. Right? Sure. I just, I don't care. Not what enough, I do. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Um, but I think, I, I just, having driven cars that have been gas-efficient, inefficient, for a long time due to size comfortability and need um i've always said that if you put if you give me an ev truck that can compare similarly to in, in performance to what mine does and has a look that i like right which is important I, i'm paying 50 60 70 eighty thousand for a car i'm sorry i want to i want to enjoy how it fucking looks Right. It's why I will never drive a minivan. I think they look stupid. I think they look like dry, like dicks with wheels. I don't want to fucking drive one. Oh, well, it's more practical and you got more space. Fuck you. Fuck your minivan. I'm not taking it. I don't care if it's the last car fucking Enterprise has. I won't drive one. Like I fought with people at Enterprise to the point where it's like, "All right, well, good luck getting me out." Right? And is it <laughs> worth calling the police over just getting me another goddamn car besides a fucking minivan? So give me something that I like. So That's why I hate Elon Musk because he got me all hyped for a Tesla truck and then he fucked me with that cyberpunk bullshit. Two weeks in a row, by the way. (laughs) Right? So then then Ford Lightning comes out with this and I kind of like, but I just, I hate Ford so I can't go that route and Ram is finally starting to catch up to the game. But anyway, my whole point is, if you get more people in my neighborhood, including me, then, like, will it be possible for me to, like, watch TV or wash my clothes? Because power, like, I have to imagine that's going to be a drain on our power grid. So that makes me think maybe maybe it's not such a great idea. I, I don't know. But it's just
1: weird. So, yeah, and anyway. we've, we've gone completely Spray off the rails. rails. All right. So we, we, I just want to mention that there are rumors that Trump is going to be indicted again by the feds again. Nothing has happened yet.
0: So I don't understand why can't why can't we just wait until
1: he gets All indicted right, well, to I, talk about it? We we can and we can move right on well, to you know anyway. I just it, it's out there. It's talked about a lot. I know. You turn I, I know. The TV. And
0: and I fight back even on our social media. Like people like this is news. I'm like just as a heads up, this is not news, right? Like, oh, he got a target letter. Okay, well, guess what's what's like the news is the fucking indictment when that comes. Because people have gotten target letters and not been indicted. And I know people are like, no, uh, DOJ. Yeah, I know. I know. It sounds crazy. But people have gotten target letters and not been indicted. Right? So when he gets indicted, then that's substantial. Right? Still, there's still the more substantial thing, like what the verdict is of that. Um, but
1: at least let's get to the point where he actually gets indicted before we, you know, sure. get All our right. paintings in a bunch. We've gotten... Th- Thirty or a minute and a half of discussion—that's good enough for me. But it is worth keeping an eye on. You brought some Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis news to my attention, which I did not know about. Yeah. So I mean, couple couple things with
0: this guy. You know, it's. I guess I should be glad that I was as wrong as I was about his chances, um, because my concern was that if you and I still think my concern is valid that if he were in the white house he would be very dangerous but the good news is is that he's such an <laughs> awful politician <laughs> that he will not get there so that sort of thing has been averted now if Cause something not over well not, right cause seemingly we could be on the path to aversion if something happens with trump and these indictments or you know i mean i think there's legitimate concern about health right i mean he's in his 70s clo- you know approaching yeah. his 80s yep. um you know all things aside he's heavier set he's not uh, like i'm sure he's probably baseline healthy maybe his blood pressure is decent maybe he doesn't have that whatever okay um but still you're just at an age where i mean you're closer to dying than not right <laughs> yes so uh, you know, is there still a window for DeSantis, which is like everything why I just mentioned is why no matter what, if I were DeSantis, I wouldn't pull out of the race. Um, but he's just, he's so bad, um, and his team is, is, is really bad at the things that they put out for him, that if if all things, if Trump stays healthy and out of jail or, or the, the indictments don't get too ugly, I, I don't see how Trump really loses. And the other interesting thing is the uh, is that uh, Ramaswamy uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, who's running on the GOP ticket as well, is polling about the same as Ron DeSantis. And honestly, uh, uh, his campaign is what Ron DeSantis' campaign should have been. Literally, like if you listen to what the, the what and God forgive me, I. I Vic Ramaswamy. Um, If you you watch him, listen to him, he is running the campaign that I told you that Ron DeSantis should have been running. Which is, shut the fuck up and let... Right. Well, just, you know, talk about these core issues. Stay away from Trump and the bullshit. Right? Talk about the things that you've done from a governing standpoint and things that you would do um, that would you know stabilize whatever that would you know like st- help stabilize the country do some work to bring the country to but still maintain conservative values and all like all the checkbox things that you sh- all the boxes you should be checking running on a GOP ticket knowing that you need to beat Trump right um Ramaswamy is is following that playbook perfectly and if you think about it he has literally come out of nowhere and he's running neck and neck with Ron DeSantis now that's Light years behind Donald Trump. But I think in this particular race, this is one, unless you're, like, Nikki Haley, go away. You know, Tim Scott, go away. Um, Other two people at the bottom, Chris Christie, Christie, go away. Right? Like, you're polling at 3%, 5% right now. You're not going to, like, none of you have a dynamic enough personality or enough of a spine to say anything that's going to boost you. Right now, everyone. Chris oh, Christie's swinging, mean, but Chris Christie, Christie. I mean, yeah, but we've seen this out of him before, right? And then whoever does come out, is he, he going to end up trying to suck their dick or you know put his face between their legs to get a job with them too, right? Like that's what I think of that guy. So I don't really give a fuck about all his balls that he has because at the end of the day, it's all false bravado, right? Um, so you know, I I think it's just it's interesting to see the the destruction of Ron DeSantis.
1: Um, I'm happy to be wrong about it. Um, Let let, let me jump in. You're not wrong. What you called at the time was dead on. And we jokingly on the show said you should be his campaign manager because your advice would be shut the fuck up and let this all do its own thing. And I I don't think we realized what an egomaniacal, self-important douche Ron DeSantis was until he put it on display. (laughs) you know, so so again, I I don't think you should be criticized for your call. You called it based on the data you had, and then this guy just is like, and I'm so full of me that what the fuck? it's it's remarkable. And then he got he's
0: so stuck on this word woke um, that it's just like you like now you have taken a term, right? Like he he like all right, progressive used the term woke, and then conservatives didn't like it because it was too niggery. So then they took it and started using it as an insult to progressives, right? And and that was working. But now Ron DeSantis has used it to the point where it is now, like, used against him by his own conservative counterparts that don't like him,
1: right? Because he uses the word so much. It's bizarre. Um, what? This reminds me of... When uh, Rudy Giuliani was running for president, and they said all he can say is a noun, a verb, and nine eleven. All DeSantis can do is this, this woke, woke this, woke it, that. But at least with nine eleven, like nine eleven, at least he did something on that. Right, yes, he, he was a hero. Did him, right, like I yeah. mean,
0: th- it makes DeSantis, it worse. Right, like this is this is ridiculous. Right, so with Ron DeSantis uh, in Florida, in their educate, like they they've changed how they're teaching slavery in schools now. And one of the key points is they're they're saying that the you know the benefits of slavery is that you know slaves earned or learned these skills that they were able to take once they were free and, and use them to you know start careers and build yeah. wealth and jobs and family
1: and everything else like. Um, and the system, system didn't work against them after that, so it was all good. It's
0: and it's it's insulting because you have to understand that the African people. Whether they came directly from Africa or they came from the way of the Caribbean and the West Indies. Like these people had skills, like they had survived forever without the involvement or experience or knowledge of white people at all, right? Um, they knew how to grow certain roots and vegetables to eat and they knew how to take care of meat and they knew how to make different things and they, they you know, like do you know the history of pecan ice cream? I do not butter pecan ice cream. I do not. So in the South, uh, Jim Crow, uh, black people couldn't have vanilla ice cream because it was so good. White people liked it so much and it was so pure and it was so white that black people shouldn't be allowed to have it. Like that's an enjoyment that they should not have. So um, a black man in Louisiana uh, added basically pecan. Now he came up with the whole process of making candying and the pecans and getting it in the ice cream or whatever. But then that's how black people were able to enjoy butter pecan or basically enjoy vanilla ice cream was through butter pecan, right? So you take vanilla ice cream and then you basically put it on steroids, but because it's brown, like then it's like not as offensive to white people. I don't know, right? Racist white people are bizarre, right? And so the fact that vanilla ice cream, bad, but butter pecan, fine for Negroes is... Well, it's funny you to figure figure out is, how to when make you say the word vanilla,
1: I think boring. <laughs> like, exactly, <laughs> right? But, I mean, it was just,
0: you know. But In, so, in
1: 1920, whatever, maybe it was amazing, but I, Exactly. But that's kind of the history,
0: like crash I did, course I did not know about that. butter pecan ice cream. I'm going to uh, come back to that two, two issues from now. So But, go ahead. again, it, it goes to show you just the creativity and the knowledge that was already there with African people who... Literally, like it was the things that the Africans knew and understood about agriculture and having to, you know, farm different lands in Africa that were very, very difficult, Um, understanding different roots. And I mean, because like there's so much that comes from medicine, from things that people brought from Africa to, you know, take care of wounds after being whipped and to take care of their hands and fingers after picking cotton all day or whatever, you know, like the shit that they did with sugar in the South or, or in Louisiana. Like, those skills were not things that white people taught. Like, you got to remember who these white people were who were enslaving them, right? They were white people with very limited skills themselves, right, who a lot of the stuff they learned, they learned from the natives who got here that they then summarily killed and then ushered off into little reservations all over the country. But, like... That was
1: a good whitewashing.
0: Right. I mean, but, I mean, like, they were all... You had this group of people who themselves had limited skills, right, and knowledge, And the Africans brought a lot of it, which was what allowed these plantations to thrive, um, that gave the U.S. the power that it had because it was able to generate these goods and assets without paying a labor force. Right. Right? Um, And so it just, it's an insult, one, to just black people in general. It's also an insult to history and historians. Um, And then Ron DeSantis says, well, you know, we're, everything we're teaching is based off of fact and, and, you know, those people, I'm sure, you know, like they went off to be blacksmiths or whatever. So, this is factual and you you're, take your issue up with the Department uh, of Education. You're welcome, basically. Like, right, and that's exactly you, what he said. That's, I mean, I
1: took almost word for word what he said. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've had this conversation multiple times and I've talked to you about it where I've been in situations where someone is saying shit and I start with like, okay, I'm going to throw something in front of you that you cannot flounder on and I'll say okay we know slavery happened in this country right oh yeah yeah and we can say it was bad and I can't tell you how many times people just stutter uh, like we can't say this is wrong we can't say this is a blemish unarch-. and I've told you the story about the bar in Maryland when a black woman half black half Native American I'm talking to her white coworker, and I said those things and she I said like we acknowledge slavery was wrong And she completely freezes. And the next day, I see this girl. She's like, I can't believe I work with someone who could not acknowledge slavery is a blemish on this country.
0: We get people now on social media, and some of it is just shit posting, but I mean, there are people now just actively saying that slavery wasn't that bad and that it, like, you know, like, look at the state of black people now. They'd probably be better off as slaves. Like, these are comments that are now becoming more, like, that would have, most people would have slapped the person who said it. And now we're getting to a point where you're seeing it more and more. And, oh, well, that's the extreme. That's the fringe. It's becoming more and more mainstream. You got Tommy Tuberville sitting there saying that, oh, white nationalism is fine. Like, I mean, it's just white people being happy to be white. What's wrong with that, right? Not taking into the historic implications and the things that have been done in the name of white nationalism. Uh, So when you've got literally heads of state in the US, trying to, you know, whitewash white nationalism, Yeah. then the idea of people saying that, you know, listen, slavery was beneficial to black people. And all, like, you can see the direction that this is going, which is why it's so imperative that people do things like vote and are engaged and understand it and not distance themselves
1: from it and just try to stick their head in the sand. And sticking their head in the sand is the, like I had three or four conversations in the last week where January 6th came up. And I'm in my Irish pubs in West Park, Cleveland, Ohio. And people are like, oh, I don't think it was that big a deal. The cops let him in. And I'm like,
0: right. I don't give a fuck if the cops let them. Then they're complicit. Right? Like, that's it, the you, part That's the part where people are just like, when they come to me, oh, police let them in. I don't see how the Then the police were complicit in an attempt but, to overthrow the fucking government. But they weren't. Because they said, okay, we're going to try to right. keep this peaceful. That's not an accurate. Here's the problem. There are, there were some police that said, ah, "Fuck you, I'm not dealing. Just go ahead, do whatever you're gonna yeah. do." Yeah, because they knew they didn't have the support, they knew they didn't have the backup, they knew they didn't have the numbers. It was the and fucking Alamo, dude. They were outnumbered Right, it was 21. just like, look, was it the most courageous thing? No. Was it the smart thing to do? In some of those instances, yeah. Right, like it's you, it's one, two, three, maybe four officers in a mob of four hundred people, or three, or just a hundred yeah. people, whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, so even if you divide it evenly and there's only 100 people, then that's one on 20, one on 25. Like, okay, I don't know if that maybe I do the same. Well, me. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to fight every one of them until they kill me. But that's different. You know, that particular officer didn't have that same mentality. And I'm not mad at him for it. But nonetheless, if he did let them in. Even if it's a smart play, still still complicit, right? Okay, like, well, you still have the responsibility. But the point
1: is, there was a point where they were letting people in. And then there was a point where they're saying, okay, everyone's got to clear this out. And then there was a literal yeah. assault where they were bashing in windows. And, I mean, bashing, <laughs> bashing in the heads of the actual police. And the police macing them. I mean,
0: when people talk about Ashley taking,
1: taking their guns. Um, using barricades as weapons. Yes, and using flagpoles as weapons. I get so mad when people downplay January 6th, as you know. And you're, we're on the same page in that regard. Um, we watched it live. That's yeah, the
0: thing. Yeah. Like, you watched it fucking live. So people go, that did, like, that's not, that's doctor. You watched it fucking happen live? We watched it live. Right. They saw what they wanted to have fed to them. No, but, uh, listen, everybody watched it. Everybody watched it. On January
1: 6th, everybody was watching. You're wrong. You are wrong. I know so many people who, my cousin called me on January 6th, and I lost my fucking mind. He's a conservative guy, you know, Christian, whatever. Um, he called me and I went fucking nuts on him and he was completely blindsided because he wanted to talk about the bills, <laughs> the Buffalo bills. Okay. And he's like, what's so going you on? Think he didn't. So he saw none of the coverage. He, he saw day. nothing.
0: Bullshit. He saw Bullshit. nothing. You've convinced yourself of that. But if you think that he, you blow up on him like that and he at some point didn't turn his TV on to at least see what the fuck you were talking about. That's, I, I refuse to believe
1: that. Uh, you know what? I wish I was wrong on this. There's no fucking way. There is a 100% way because if you don't want to hear something that doesn't confirm your biases, you even, can just ignore them. Even ignore if them. you don't want to hear something,
0: you still it's still a morbid curiosity. Right? Like I I, I will take I morbid giving curi- people too much credit. Morbid curiosity over insanity okay. always wins out over politics. See, I think morbid like, when you hear like they're over, you know, Ashley Babbitt had been shot, like, you know, they're rushing the Capitol, right? Like, no matter what you are politically, I, like, the, the idea, like, I wish we had the rating numbers on January 6th for pick a news station, because I, I just, like, the idea, like, you do all that, say all that, it's on the news, he's got social media, so you mean to tell me at no point on January 6th he didn't take a peekaboo for 10, 15 minutes See what the fuck was going on. There's I, no I, way.
1: I, 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 would Come bet, on. I would bet money that he did not spend I, two minutes on it. The number of bets and, you've lost
0: to me, I'll take that bet.
1: Okay, well, I didn't have to bash my... Um, uh, Beto... Oh, Beto O'Rourke? Beto O'Rourke, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, that wall is still perfectly intact. Yes, and
0: so. I have no issue with that bet, mostly because you didn't think to actually have a counter. <laughs> like, if... if if I lost the bet, like you didn't have anything <laughs> for me, That's, so that was well, a no, great I, bet. for I, me. That
1: was a great bet for you, Keira. There were no consequences. You said right. something. I'm like, if that happens, I will smash that wall with my right. fucking head. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. There's cool. Just nothing. I lose nothing <laughs> here, literally. All right. I, before we move past understanding Santos, though, you brought up the insurance situation, in Florida.
0: Well, it's it's so the insurance the, like the homeowners insurance and even car insurance to a degree, um, you've got insurers pulling out of the state at a higher rate than they've had. You've got the lowest number of insurers willing to participate in that market that you've ever had. And, you know, the numbers aren't great in terms of, you know, the amount that the remaining insurers can cover and the amount of people who need coverage, right? Like, so you've got a problem that needs significant attention and you've got a governor who is out there promoting, defending this this education of slavery and talking about, you know, he just put out this big thing about how he wants to investigate Anheuser Busch and Imbev over the whole Dylan Mulvaney marketing thing because a lot of people lost a lot of money, and that's did they try to manipulate the markets? Now it's full, it's utter bullshit. It's not going anywhere. Right. But it's just like, why don't you investigate what the fuck is going on with the insurance companies literally pulling out of your state left and right because of the whole hurricane situation and the fact that they're just tired of paying for it. Right. Like so. And look, you can't stop the hurricanes and the insurance companies, I'm sure, are indeed very tired of having to replace houses and everything else that get completely leveled Um, and I know a little bit about this because our company deals in concrete. And so there are certain requirements that are favorable to a company like ours. Um, If we can get down there to build, you know, requiring concrete building. But as governor, shouldn't you be doing, like, shouldn't you be actively fighting to figure out how to keep insurance companies in your state, insuring people's homes so that you don't create just the, you would have, Florida would have the widest income differential if that were to happen. Right? because it like you'll you'll only have a few insurers remaining um and premiums are going to, would be so astronomical that only a few people would be able to afford it and then i I don't even I, just the consequences of this are devastating and they're pending like this is not this could happen this is like this is going to happen if there isn't high level government intervention and I don't know what Ron DeSantis is doing about it, and every time he's had an opportunity to at least address it, he chooses something anti-woke, you know, some anti-woke policy that he's passed to, to hang his hat
1: on. What, what, so I lived in Florida 20-some um, years ago, and I was told if you buy property in this area, you basically cannot get flood insurance because it's going to happen. Things have gotten worse. And the lack of insurance, lack of ability to get insured will directly but Jim, impact. this isn't, we're not even, this is, you can't get any coverage on your home. That's my point. Right, and, like, and not, that's not gonna just flood impact, insurance, That's going to impact, like, okay, right. but that's going to impact real estate in a huge way. Florida real estate went through the roof, collapsed, bounced back strong, and it's going to collapse again. If one major storm takes out your ability to get insured, I would love to have a condo on the beach in Miami, in theory. But in practice, no fucking way would I buy sea-level property um, in a state that's not going to insure anything. Right. Um, I, mean,
0: we, I mean... I mean, I would love to have a house on Marco Island. Um, we've Marco, talked to Marco, yeah. And Marco Island got devastated in this last hurricane, and I... You know, it's You're going to
1: try to build a house on Marco Island.
0: I and I, I still kind of want to, but it's just it's it's hard. Now, I also like part of it is prototyping the 3D printing concept and and specifically for Florida, so the house would be very fortified. Like this would not be an affordable house. This would not be for affordable low income. Like this is this house would be <laughs> designed and to a point where it would be very expensive and not for everyone. Sorry, I can't be, you know, happy philanthropist guy all the time.
1: Um, <laughs> all so right. See, I know in your brain now you're building your dream home on Marco Island. let elevated like five feet. And, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because that's Marco Island. Like, I mean, those are
0: multi-million dollar homes down sure. there. It's not, right? Like, I, I know. That I, wasn't, that, wasn't right, no, that was not but, a shot at you. It's it just like, so, I know what's going on in your brain right now. But part of it is to, to market directly to them. Right. And also have one there. Right. So, but you if I build the house the way that we would want to build it to showcase its uh, uh, resiliency, then I can get away with, I, I may be able to get away with whatever I can get away with in terms of sort of patching together insurance in that particular instance and almost as a test case for this scenario. Like, hey, um, you guys, you're not going to be able to get your house insured down here, but what you can do is you can really like, you can spend extra money on fortifying it and making it more resilient. Um, and then whatever patchwork insurance you can get, you can get if you can afford it. So here's the way that's what I'm doing. But anyway, all
1: right, anyway, all right. I, I'd love to move on because it'd be great I, to hear from Ron DeSantis on that issue. That's all I'm trying to say. Mr. Sanctimonious, you can call us at, at whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter and threads. Um, Moving on, though. There's two instances of bad journalism this week that's just pissed me off. One of them was Trump hits a shitty golf shot. Literally toes a ball, shoots straight sideways. Awful shot. And I watched... I know the Midas Touch Network did it. I think the Young young Turks did it. If I'm wrong, call me out. But who gives a fuck if the guy towed a golf shot? There's so many legit reasons... To be critical of this guy. And you want to make fun of a 70-something-year-old man who hit a bad golf shot. Which, by the way, has been done by me, you, and Tiger Woods as well. Just shitty fucking journalism focusing on, focusing on the stupid one yeah, I guess I would
0: argue, you know, I mean, part You've of the You've never had a bad shot? No, no. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we, we know my story about playing on Tiger Woods Golf Course. That was, like, the last time I played golf because I played amazing. But every other time, every shot was terrible. <laughs> um... You played, amazing for, you played Amazing for two holes. I just want to put that out there. What? You played Amazing for two holes. No, that's not how it went. I played Amazing for six holes. Oh, I'm sorry. Horse. Pay attention to the fucking stories when we anyway, tell them, Jim. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Um, the, the issue, though, what were we talking about? Oh, oh with, with the Did Trump thing. Yeah. Are, my issue is the sources that you list. I told you a long time ago that Young Turks were trash, right? Like, And they have proven it out. Like They've gotten worse. Like Maybe I kind of jumped the gun on trash with them. But I didn't like them to be to begin with, right? Because th- I felt that they were incredibly slanted and it was a lot of pandering to the left, Sure. right? And now, like, what's that girl's name? Anna Gasparian, Gasparian, K- whatever. Kaspasia, yeah. She now she's oh I don't know if I'm That's a progressive right. anymore and I'm I'm you know I don't have a home like I, they've gone too far left for me, right? Like so
1: Gasparian, sorry. Kasparian.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other guy, Sink Unger, is trying to yeah. fight people. Wants to fight Joe Rogan and all this other bullshit. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just. Maybe your sources there, are there, just there, not there's good. There's more to them than that, though. They're, I mean, I've I've watched them enough to know they're
1: actually not good, though. Right? Like, they're just not I, good I, journalists. I, I would agree with you on Anna and and Jenk. Um, so I mean, but my my bigger point is like you're getting.
0: It, but my point is, you are getting bad journalism from bad journalists. I, like I, I, other, I agree with you. You know, I uh, agree with and, you. And but the and to your broader point, there's a lot of bad journalists out there. Yes. Right? Um, and that's part of part of the issue. Now, you are also gonna hunt a, a reference Hunter
1: Biden's attorney. Yes. Okay. Why don't you why don't you start? All right, so I see a headline. It said, Hunter Biden attorney caught ripping from a bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all hey. right. And then I'm like, all right, so it's clearly like a Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden attorney, drugs. He was probably smoking weed at his house in Los Angeles, where it's completely fucking legal. And by the way, I did that in my fucking house. I just don't have a balcony in L.A., so you couldn't catch a picture of me doing it. Um, I mean, there's so, on your the, balcony and, or on your front porch. Someone could have taken a picture, but. Okay, well, uh, I wasn't going to rat you out. We did that, like, uh, a week ago. But it was a great fucking high, by the way. It was it
0: really, was really nice. Um, here's the other thing, though. This is why
1: I have a problem with it.
0: That's a pretty big fuck-up by Hunter Biden's attorney. Sorry. Like, yeah, it's California, and it's legal, and all that happy horse shit. But you represent a client who's got a fucking drug problem that just pled to federal charges. Part of what's in there is like, hey... You can't really be interacting with people smoking weed, right? Like, that's. Is is it though? Yes, it is. Like, that's. I mean. Like, okay. Just trust me on this, okay? This is not my opinion. This is actual law and something that I've experienced and dealt with, okay? So I'm just putting that out there before you say anything. Like, you get. Like, and it's not, maybe it's not fair or it's part of the problem with our criminal justice system, but the rules are what they are, right? You get hit with a crime where you've got, you know, probation or, you know, anything like that, right? There's certain rules that you got to live by over the course of time of that probation. One of them, right, is not, is staying away from illegal drugs. No matter what- It's not illegal where he was doing it. Okay. Federally. Federally it is. It is. There's no, there's no, it's all not right, illegal. It's technically illegal everywhere because it is illegal federally. That's the problem. Like, I agree it needs to be legalized. I agree. Like, if you want to call that a loophole or whatever, that's fine. Now, you get busted with a felony. You want to play that fucking game? You, let's say you get, let's say you got a, let's say you got a felony over some shit, whatever, whoever, right? And you're just like, all right, that whole experience sucked. And they say, all right, you're on probation. One of the rules is no illegal drugs is your freedom fucking worth the argument that you're about to make well again he hunter biden didn't do it here's the lawyer here's the problem you know why it's a problem because there are people saying hunter biden was at his house when he was doing this that's the problem i don't fucking know right i don't know right but the problem is hunter biden's attorney needs to know who your client is that means You are now under the spotlight, which means I don't give a fuck what you do in your house short of killing hookers, right? Do whatever the fuck you want to do. But you live in LA. You're Hunter Byers' attorney. You don't go out on the balcony and smoke weed. I don't give a fuck if it's legal. I don't care about your freedom of whatever. It's called professionalism and knowing how to do the goddamn job. You want to be the you want to be the attorney of the rich and the famous and the politically powerful. Then there's there's a way that you have to act in that job. This isn't bad journalism. He's a shitty lawyer. That's it. See, to me, it would be like- there's no fu- if Hunter Biden's my client, you won't see me anywhere near an illegal drug. Why? Because what is one of the biggest issues about my fucking client is that he's a goddamn crackhead. But in LA, he's not very... Written- I don't give a damn, Jim, and that's the fucking problem with you people. There are fucking rules. There are rules that you need to abide by, whether they're written or unwritten. There's a certain level of professionalism. And that sloppy thinking is what gets us into this bullshit. All he had to do was do... I'm not saying don't smoke weed. All I'm saying is keep that shit in your house. And if you don't like the way weed smells, Which they've got vape pens, and you can, do, you can still get just as fucking high. What in the actual fuck? Why is this so fucking hard? Like, I see people defending this guy, and, like, there are other attorneys, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Sorry, I'm hitting my vape pen. Here's oh. the thing. <coughs> All right, here, let me put it to you this way. <coughs> That's kind of a dick move on my part. No, my, it's my bar. not. Funny. <laughs>
0: <coughs> do you, th- like, could you just imagine, like, Johnny Cochran ripping a bong, right? <laughs> yes. Dealing with OJ <laughs> yes, on, his really? on his balcony? Not on his balcony.
1: No fucking <it> way. <laughs> I mean, now, was he there Johnny chilling? Cochran going, get me out of this fucking nonsense. I got to fake putting a glove on. Can I measure that? Yes, I fuck.
0: Was was he crushing edibles before that? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I probably (laughs) would have been. But I'm just saying, like, I I just... All right. Listen, so what you're saying, all of that is valid and fine and it's true. And if that's the fight that you want to fight, fight it. But here's the thing. You know what I like, Jim? I like to fucking win. I like to win and I like to have the upper hand and I like to have the advantage. That bullshit... You ain't winning with that attitude. You don't have the advantage. You now have given the advantage to your fucking opponent because when you're Hunter Biden's attorney, you're not just his attorney in the courtroom, right? You have your you're now up against the media, you're against people like me, you're against everybody, right? So your head has to be on a swivel. You have to be thinking about every possible angle representing your client, right? When you're at that level, I'm sorry, that's the way it is. And there's not an attorney at that level because I deal with these people on a daily basis that don't think that way.
1: This guy is a fucking liability. Let me let me throw in an, an analogy at you that I think is going to basically toss you the rock. Um, this is like Michael Cohen getting out on probation and then going to a fancy New York steakhouse and like, dude, you were told you had to stay at home. You're at Peter Luger's. I don't know if it was Peter Luger's. I don't remember which steakhouse it was. It was one of the big ones. Yeah. Might have been sp- Spark. Anyway, one of the big ones. That's what you're saying here, basically. Like, you're sticking your, f- your face out in public in that's ba- even different though because that's Michael
0: he was the direct that's, one involved. He's, that that's was Michael Cohen right like, yeah yep. and at that point we've established that Michael Cohen is an idiot right? <laughs> So I mean but to your point, yes, like image, perception, you like we can get as upset about it. oh, it shouldn't matter. I don't disagree that it shouldn't matter. but it does but we live in fucking reality. Right. So if you're gonna take that job and you're gonna catch those paychecks from Hunter Biden, I think you owe your client a certain level of professionalism and uh discretion. Yeah. Uh, right? Even in your own actions. Right? Like I'm not saying that he I'm not saying that the police should have gone and kicked his door in, right. Right, but absolutely that, that's the game that you're playing. You took Hunter Biden because you wanted the high-profile case. You wanted the attention. You want the money. You want other clients like that. If I'm someone of Hunter Biden's, you know, stature, stature, sure. stature at this point, am I hiring him? <laughs> right. I know that, my, that's a very valid point. I'm just no. that, that that's that's my stance yeah, on it. A, there, no, I, you're a lawyer. I'm not. But so, it's just like, but and it shouldn't you're be. You're making sense. You're making right, sense. Right, I just I, need to understand. At least acknowledge that I'm not fucking crazy here. I, this isn't what makes you crazy. Okay, not, <laughs> that's. I, I like the phrasing there. Thank you. Now, to your point about it not being news, I think it is because you are in because of the game that you're in. Right, like. I think this is even different than the golf thing with Trump because the golf thing with Trump or Marjorie this Taylor Greene. That's and stupid. so stupid, right? That's just kids making like that's yeah. just trying to be. You look bully. at you, right? Which, right. The fucking point you're not supposed. You're right. arguing against that shit, then you do right. it, and then you do you're it. This f- is fuck. different though, right? Because again, if you've got like, and it's just so Hunter Biden's a crackhead, and we yeah. know it. Yes. Right. So his lawyer sitting here is just smoking weed on the balcony. So and by think, the way, and we're going to have a bong that
1: could be something other than weed. Well,
0: exactly, right? Like, So then it's just like, so if his lawyer is just openly smoking weed on his balcony, California or not, like what else is this guy doing? So Hunter Biden just can't get away from people who do these types of things. Now, weed is common. Everybody uses it. But that's not the perception. And you have to, like at that level, I think you have to take that into account. It's not like we're talking about somebody in fucking Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court, right? This is the son of, of the President yeah. of the United States. I, I, I right. just, I, I, the right. bar has to be higher. I'm, I'm, it just has right, to be. No, I mean, and I, I don't even like Hunter Biden. I know. I don't, Right? I don't think... The guy creeps me out. Right? I, and I for damn sure don't like his dad. Right? But I'm just saying, like, to sit there and say it's bad journalism, it's smart
1: journalism. Right? It's like... What? Like... That doesn't... Raise, if, if you you say, you're not you raising say, any eyebrows? Like, no, it's smart journalism in the, in the sense that you're getting... Us to talk about it, getting clicks, getting whatever, over what I'm calling a complete non-issue. But you're right. It's better than... What if Hunter Biden was there, though? Uh,
0: What if he was there? I've said it a hundred times. I don't give a fuck about Hunter Biden. I don't either. But the thing is, he is the president's son. He is. He has caused way too much fucking trouble at this point yeah right not only just in the media but actual legal trouble not to mention the guy who knows what's happening with their money coming in and out right like i i i don't think hunter biden is clean i don't know if joe biden is clean he maybe he maybe not i don't know what the veracity is of the the you know all these whistleblowers saying this and and the other thing but uh, whether we want to care about him or not like there, there shouldn't be like he's not he doesn't work for the government whatever right. like it's not like which is
1: where i go off right, right. it's like when because
0: just, and everyone's like oh well with well, trump's kids like ivanka worked for trump jared kushner worked for trump in the white house right. they had official positions like jared kushner got security clearance that he shouldn't have got right like so like there's there's and that's that's not my opinion that's that's, that's fact, ar- yes. that's fact. Um, you know, now Eric and Don jr. Didn't work in there, but I mean, Eric and Don jr. Went out of their way to make sure, well, more Don jr. To make sure that they were in the limelight in the media. Sure. And so people were like, Oh, well, you know, like, why don't you like, dude, I like Don jr. Keeps throwing himself in my face. Right. Like, so with Hunter Biden, you know, it's like, he's not even the one throwing himself in everybody's face. It's the media throwing himself in everybody's face. But like the
1: shit that he's doing, it's like, you know, kind of p- piggybacking what you said before. When the Coke in the White House thing came out and they said, well, Hunter Biden was in the White House Friday and it was found on Sunday, my 100% reaction was, why the fuck is he in the White House? Go to Camp David. See your dad. Go to your place in Delaware. Stay I... the fuck out of Washington, dude. Yes. You are toxic. Yes. that That is one where I, we
0: fully agree. All right. Right. I mean I just if I'm Joe Biden, it's Look, like I'll son, meet you. I love
1: you, I'll be wherever. <laughs>
0: but son, I am the president in... <laughs> of the free world. I can meet you anywhere you want to meet. The one place we cannot meet and you cannot be is sixteen hundred fucking...
1: Pennsylvania Avenue. Yes. Yeah, that that was a and I'm sure it's a tough conversation to have, but you know what, we just discussing it was the other day. I'm the same age but, as Hunter Biden. Well, I so mean, so look. It's like,
0: I don't even think that's a tough conversation to have. With all the hard conversations you've had to have <laughs> with your <laughs> crackhead hooker hiring, recording yourself with a gun and hookers and drugs, son. Yeah. Having pictures of your dick getting. Yeah, okay. having to tell your son, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and stay your ass in <laughs> Delaware, and I'll come and see you." Right, yeah. like. I don't it's think a, that... I can't David! I don't no, even can't think it's it it. that, that... Can't David, the fuck we want? And maybe Hunter Biden just shows up
1: there, right? Like, dad, maybe told him that, and he's just like, fuck <sighs> it, I gotta go see my dad. I would really hope not. All right, we're gonna go off the rails, and there's this issue uh, I really, really want to talk about, okay. and I'm gonna ask for some leeway. Okay. Because I'm gonna go down a road that could sound bad initially. <laughs> um, but, so Jason Aldean is a country music artist who I would not recognize if he walked into my living room. I know he's a big name, and I'm just—it's not my shop. Neither of us are country guys. Yeah, like you know, country music guys. So he released a video. Although I check a lot of country boxes, and I just can't. Oddly enough, so do I. I mean, guns and hunting and whatever, but yeah, I can't either. Just actually, I like old school country, but regardless. So he released a video, and it's gotten a lot of attention, and people are calling it very racist and very um, symbolic of lynching and 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 the, the horrors of the Jim Crow South. And I want to know what that was, and is this a situation kind of like what happened when we first talked about the Tulsa Massacre, where something that you knew about as a child growing up as a black person in America, that I, as a white guy in suburban Buffalo, I knew nothing about the Tulsa Massacre until you told me about it. And then I see it on Watchmen, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I mean, well, it was oh my God the first time. Is there something about this that's specifically a trigger? That's what I wanted to ask. And I'm throwing the ball to you and saying, run with it.
0: Yeah, it is. Like, so the courthouse where he recorded this video and filmed it, that's in the background, was the location of a brutal lynching. Young man, um, you know, another situation, white woman, blah, blah, blah. And they, like, hung him and then dragged his body for miles after they hung him. On the steps of that courthouse, and it's
1: and is it something that you knew yeah, twenty years ago?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably yeah, longer, longer, longer than that. Yeah. I, I mean, so, high school. So, so, so this is no accident, is my point. Because I'm getting
1: back. Well,
0: hold on. Okay. I'm not the best person to ask on this, only because again, my father was very insistent that I understood Black history. And the ugliest parts of it. So the things that happened to us, like my dad was insistent that I knew. Right. So I mean, and this is before the age of the internet. So reading books about lynchings all over the country, massacres all over the country. So I'm not the person to come through to this to ask, did you know about this? Because yes, I did, but I can't because I don't. I didn't go around talking to people about it when I was 16 because it kind of like. It wasn't cool back in 1996 to talk about, you know, the Tulsa massacre or something like that. So all I'm saying is, yes, I knew about it. And so for me, it's like, oh, come on, man. Right. Here's the other thing. One other thing about that video, just a side note. A lot of the riot sort of aggressive, like, you know, police bashing, all that stuff actually wasn't in the U.S. A lot of it was actually footage from Germany in his video. I, I did not know
1: that. Um, um, yeah, like, so, anyway, someone did the comparison, and, and
0: it's legit. But, it but, actually is, but so I, it's I,
1: I'm going to push back. You are absolutely the right person to ask about this because, again, I was ignorant of the existence of this courthouse or, or its historical relevance, mm-hmm. and then this video comes out, and it comes up, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Is This just another example. Again, the Tulsa maskers would possibly have This is what I'll say, though. What I will say about this is... Jason Aldean probably
0: has no idea. Well, he does now because of the video, but before this, he probably didn't know about that event. I, I listen. It, we don't teach this shit, right? We, it's not taught. It's not like you know what I mean. Like all back this to stuff, the point
1: of Ron DeSantis and how you want exactly, to teach exactly,
0: right? Like it's not taught, and they're going out of their way to teach it even less. Jason Aldean, I'm pretty sure, is probably 10 years, if not more, younger than myself. Um, no, he's
1: actually roughly your age.
0: Is he really? Yeah, he's in
1: his early forties.
0: Oh, okay. Either way, it wasn't taught. I can promise you, he didn't learn. Like I, I can it, also like, promise it,
1: you, he didn't shoot the video. So whoever did may right, well now, have known. Maybe. In in, but but
0: it's not so much like that to me. Was like, ooh, man, like okay, um, like that felt like it, understanding the historical context of the location if you truly knew it and you hear what he's saying it feels like a threat right like the first time i watched the video and i'm looking at it and i'm, I'm putting two and two together and i'm piecing it together then i watched the video and listened to it again with the lyrics and everything like that like i felt like threatened like it felt it came across like oh well, Same it was, it, word, it, it. right? Because I'm not Antifa. I think Antifa is bullshit, right? Like you, you're you're in the camp of oh, it's not a group; it's an idea, and yeah, you know I'm, definitely I'm in the camp of it's just a bunch of fucking snotty punk-ass progressives that you know want to fight but can't fight, so they do bullshit like cover their faces and swing bats at people. Now I don't know who's doing that, and I'm not sure. I guess we're not allowed to call them Antifa because Antifa is just an idea. But whoever that group is that has connections to the idea of Antifa, they're a problem, I don't like them. But that song doesn't feel like it's truly about Antifa. That song feels like you black motherfuckers are coming in and fucking everything up with your bad behavior in your cities and everything that you're doing and somehow that's impacting us. Keep your shit out of our town and if you people come to our town, we're going to fucking shoot you. That's what it felt like, right? I mean, and, and then it's like, Ooh, Jason Aldean, right? Where the fuck were you when shit was going down in Uvalde, right? Where,
1: where were you? What was what, going on? with well, your on a Arbury, by the way. Right? Where, where, what? Right? Like what small town? I forget the town that Mont Arbury was shot in, but it won't be. Right. Um. <laughs> and and the people, it was somewhere in Georgia. Fox. But it was it was like literally people felt comfortable saying, not only we're we gonna murder this black guy, we're gonna record it. Right. I I don't know if that. So what? what I'm point? saying that. Oh, these small towns have these great values. Fuck you, dude. Well,
0: I mean, to your point, though, that actually bolsters what Jason Aldean is saying, right? Because it's a small town, and they thought that there was a bad person coming into their town, so what did they do? Murdered. They murdered him, and that's a crime, right? But it's still along the lines of what Jason Aldean is saying I guess You know what? I guess
1: I'm treating... Ahmad Arbery as a human, maybe Jason Aldean would not. Well, that's, like getting yeah, murdered in exactly. a... Exactly. Like, if you want to be the small town values bullshit, having gone to college in a small wait, town, you went to college in a small town. Wait, but hold
0: on. But, like, that's exactly it. What did I say? I listened to the song and I felt like it's a threat, right? And so what happened to Ar- Ahmad Arbery is the ultimate threat. They fucking threatened him and then they killed him, right? Like, they acted on it. And so to me All right. like it seems like almost like he would put that up as this is what happens when you come to our town and it's a shame that what ha- that what happened to those guys and them being in jail for doing what i said should be done that's how i
1: view his son and it's just like uh, i think dish. i think just basically broadcasts white privilege <laughs> yeah, a bit. i kind of did, didn't i, I mean, a little bit. i'm not i'm not proud of it but realistically i just said like my perception is this awful thing happened in a small town don't give me your small town values bullshit and you're like no, but you're that's justifying kind of murdering that's, people who right, don't look like of, us. Right, like wow. that's the direction all right, that he's going. I, you know what? None of this is scripted, and I kind of feel stupid right now.
0: <laughs> I oh. mean, here's my other thing, too, with Jason Aldean is like, you, like so, you know, I mean, I, I look at towns like Uvalde and Parkland, and it's just like, so where was all that shit there, right? Like, your fucking police caved. Right? Yeah, true. Like, you had a fucking crazy person that came into your town. Who cares if it wasn't Antifa, right? It's just some asshole that's literally killing your children. And the people who were supposed to do the protecting literally pussed the fuck up. So I want to hear it. Right? Like, I mean, like, you t- people want to talk about defending the Parkland cop or whatever. It's just like, look, when bullets fly, especially around kids, you have one of two reactions. You run, save yourself. Can't necessarily blame you. It's survival. Or you save the fucking kids. Those who run and save themselves, I, again, I don't blame you, but y- you y- you suck, right? Period, point but blank, the end.
1: If your job I is to protect kids and you right. don't protect kids, if, so you're not going right. to your but job. But if you're a fucking
0: adult and kids are around, I'm sorry, in a civilized place, your job is to protect the kids. It's everybody's job, right? Takes a village, that whole thing. That's like a real thing. Yeah. Um, so I have a serious problem with cowards. Here's why, right? I don't know if you can say you've ever been in that position. I can On more than one occasion where bullets are flying and literally, I saved the fucking kid.
1: No, I know. You were on the okay? side and you were... Yeah. I, no, I'm not
0: telling the fucking story and don't poo-poo it. What I'm saying I'm not, is... I'm what not I'm poo-pooing I'm, anything. Well, it's the way you know, tone no, matters, but my point is don't... Jason Aldean, I don't want to hear your shit about your small town, about what you how Billy Badass you guys are, because when the shit came, right, if you mean to tell me that the only time you guys are Billy Badass is when it's a certain type of enemy now we have even more problems right because you've had like we've seen this happen in fucking small towns right And all your bullshit doesn't matter and then when you were in a big city in Vegas and you were fucking taking fucking fire from that psycho at MGM or Mandalay or whatever the fucking happened at um, what what did what did you and your people do you ran you oh, ran like everybody else would in that fucking sort of situation now here's the other thing right like I don't know. <laughs> I, well, no, actually, I won't say that. But, but, <laughs> oh boy, I, so, yeah, yeah, it was that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even, listen, if I'm if taking <laughs> my first three timeouts, right? Um, but I just I, and do do I think his song was in like just smack you in the face racist? No, but I get what he's getting at, and he thinks he's just a good old boy protecting small town values and everything else. But it's Either you're just completely ignorant to what is actually happening around you and in these small towns and everywhere, or there was some intent there to kind of dig it into the progressives and the niggers you don't like. And he's got a little bit of history with racism, and he you know, has no issue sporting the Confederate flag and everything else, so I, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. I also don't think he's well-read in history, so I will also give him the fact that I don't think he knew a lot of the history behind it. But then when you put together his track record of bullshit from a racism standpoint, you take the actual facts of history, recent history, um, and experience, um, and you put it all together, you just get someone I genuinely don't like. And he
1: lives in Nashville, by the way, which is not a small town.
0: No, I mean, and, you know, I, I think I've said it on the show before. Nashville is white people as Atlanta. Yep. Um, and uh, I stand by that wholeheartedly because um, you get the same result, right? It's just overcrowded, overpopulated, very expensive. Um, you know, and they both not think. Not as diverse as Right. It's not all that diverse. And both groups think that this is the, you know, bastion of their particular thing. Um, but then most people go down there and can't afford to stay and they end up going back to whatever fucking actual small town they came from.
1: All right. We're already way long. Um, We got two more things on the board. We could skip. Let's skip those and push those next Next week. week. Yeah. Wrap it up. Okay. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. Threads. Uh, Thanks for listening. uh, And we're done.
0: Yep.